Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense. But we are a science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about self-control. Is it genetic? How does it affect your day-to-day life? And how does it relate to gaming and technology? Honestly, this was so interesting. I now am obsessed with self-control. And like, do I even have it? I think you already are obsessed from the get. Go. What do you mean? Is my mic plugged in? Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, I was like, I don't see the card. Um, well, we'll talk to that when we get to our self-control part. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> but so, oh, my God, you think I'm, like, you think, I thought, here I am thinking this week, I just learned so much, and I've only knew. Oh, we have a lot to talk about. Holy and With you shit. and your relationship to self-control and existential dread. <laughs> wow. It's going to be a therapy episode. Also, the best Frank Ocean song ever is called Self-Control. And how does it go? Ah, uh, 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 no, you, you gotta, gotta leave, 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 take down some summertime. Give up for the <laughs> night, night, night. And there's also a literal part with whale sounds in it. Oh, yeah. Bath That's on repeat. Song. Everyone look up self-control. Frank Ocean, you'll, you'll cry, mean, you'll cry, you'll cry. Take a bath. bath. Oh. oh, when I have a bath, <gasps> I listen to it on repeat. Oh, it's bath season. <sighs> it's also sweater season. Sweater, sweater. Oh, I like took out my sweaters today. And you know when they like sit in the closet for half a year and you're just like, they smell funny. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> my that clothes, to you? that's my clothes at all times. Oh, no. I smell Mine's bad. more just like it smells like the cupboard or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, um, Cupboard's usually I, a step up for me because I smell like shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's like wash your clothes. <laughs> Um, I simultaneously dislike winter, but love. Like, I am happy to wear sweaters. I am happy to have baths back. Like, I love the relaxing element of that. But I hate, hate, hate being cold. Every day, Mitch opens the door and goes, I hate the cold. <laughs> I, winter's coming. I'm like, Mitch, just calm down. Greg also doesn't Enjoy let the us put the heat on. So I'm just like, yeah. oh, no, oh it's freezing. On. We're in a climate crisis, babe. We're freezing. We're freezing. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, what did we learn this week? So, oh, you just end that when you're done. You're like, okay, no, no, no. I'm like, we're gonna have a topic. I really want to talk about my study. Okay, uh, I learned. My, oh, you, oh, got, oh, you got, yeah. You, what? You go ahead. <laughs> what did home. you learn? The podcast this week, shuts Greg? down. <laughs> okay, mine's about poo transplants. Ooh, we've been kind of talking about that for a few years, not in depth, but like I've been hearing about. Those. It's a, yeah, you know, constant sort of buzz in the science community. It's did like we, I'd try that for a video. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Interesting thing we learned when we did our, our video about zits. They think if you take the microbiome of a healthy face and put it on a face that has acne, like that could be the solution. So, okay, so this is like wild research. A lot of this is all in mice and rats. Right. So the reason you haven't like take so someone else's shit and shoved it up your ass <laughs> is because we haven't quite figured out how to get there. And there's other more important things like COVID to deal with. But yeah, if we didn't have COVID, we'd probably have poop oh, transplants. Oh my gosh, sure yeah. right you'd be taking like we'd Ryan, all just be like, can I borrow your poo tonight? Yeah. Like Ryan Reynolds would be selling his poo like capsules, and we'd all be <laughs> oh like. Straight guys are capsules. Like you'd shove it up your butt, or you'd eat it. No, shove it up your butt. Oh, you're Ryan not eating cap- Ryan Reynolds' shit, man. Do people the fuck? put capsules in their butt? It's poo transplant. It's taking a poo from someone else and putting it in your literal butt. But I know that. But is it through capsule technology? I mean, it's either you're going to get literal <laughs> quick release poop. Exactly. You're either going to get shit on a stick that you shove in or you get like a dissolving capsule. I thought it was just like a doctor would like inject it. Not inject through needle, but through like, like basting. <laughs> Oh my god! Know. No, I'm saying when you can basting. I never assumed it was in a capsule. It, okay, first of all, it's not. It doesn't <laughs> exist. But second of all, I'm like, if you're gonna mass produce something, you can't mass produce a doctor and a baster. A capsule to me makes sense. 
Yes, I just didn't think we were... Okay. <gasps> anyway. Okay, no, I just have to say something so cool related to science in this. <laughs> they have figured out a way to not inject yourself with needles for vaccines, but you take a pill and the gravity of the pill actually hits the bottom of your stomach in a certain way that is able to break a bit of the barrier and inject of in... your stomach. Of your stomach. And oh. so that way they think people with fear of needles like it might, might get more vaccines. Oh, so if it's we getting it, into yeah. your like mm, blood stream or muscle yeah or, it's getting into your bloodstream uh, through your stomach through gravity and like tiny needles isn't that cool sorry moving right. on so in mice they have done this really interesting fecal transplant where they took young mice's shite okay <laughs> you can actually picture it they look like you know little all brand buds if you've ever had those i grew up on those and they put it into an older mouse and then they subjected mice to cognitive tests designed to measure memory anxiety and learning capacity and the older mice with the fecal transplants from the younger mouse were like way better at the cognitive tests and we looked at the hit the hippocampus because they're mice they actually cut them open and they look at their brains really sad the fecal transplanted mice had like gene activity and metabolic patterns and epigenetic activity in their brain that was linked to better cognition and immune function. So they were literally taking young people's mice poo, mice poo putting it older and then cutting open their brains and realizing like it's changed compared to controls. That's really cool. Also, what does that mean? I, I, like that's so crazy. So there's some, it just, I guess is linked to that whole microbiome concept where it's like the bacteria yeah. and microbes in the poop of quote unquote young or healthy people. Maybe part of the thing is that they don't exist in whether it's older or unhealthy people. And by swapping those, you're getting a good culture of bacteria. Well, what's is interesting that- is like, that's totally the theory of, why we talked about in videos and probably like in pop culture, it's getting to like the microbiome is really important. But the only thing this study took away was able to take away was they were like, huh, the molecules and whatever biochemical pathway that it's going through, through this fecal transplant is getting past the, past the blood brain barrier. And that's really interesting and weird. Even through, I see like yeah. even through fecal transplant. Yeah. They're kind of still... like, that was their biggest takeaway was like, why? Like now they're, they're going to need to do more studies. They're going to okay. try and figure out, they don't know why. Well, cause I remember hearing studies about this relating to even depression and stuff. It's like people who suffer certain mental disorders like depression, um, through fecal transplants might be able to be like more mentally healthy. Wow. Isn't we live in, we live in such an interesting Era. It makes me wonder too, like, to what degree is poop gonna save us? Because yeah. it's like it can't be the answer. <laughs> no, like, there's imagine all this like intellectual stuff, and we're like, it's the shit. Yeah, like, oh my that's, god, we just but need it Ryan is Reynolds interesting shit. to think about the microbiome. Yeah, and obviously the impact of 21st century foods and things like that, especially in like Western culture, <laughs> and as we're seeing it infiltrate and influence other parts of the world that didn't have access to like highly processed foods and now dealing with that and seeing yeah. like rates of health change drastically. It makes you wonder. Yeah. The microbiome is <laughs> always a big part of every part of science. Now it's so complicated. It's so interesting. And there is a lot there. And for this specifically, there's a lot of backdoor research. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> now when your doctor's putting on the glove, it's not just for the prostate. Oh, I got a cough cough recently when he grabbed my balls. It was fun. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you're still doing this. Like, I know there's like function, but sometimes I'm like, is this just like an antiquated doctor thing you have to do? <laughs> no, like, no, you're looking for my hernia. Testes. What? Oh yeah, hernia. What did you say? Oh, I was like checking for testy cancer. Oh, true. Actually, yeah. well, I think the cough. I always thought the cough was for hernia because I had has a hernia once, yeah. <laughs> which is the only amount you want one. So. <laughs> All right. Um, th- are you done? Sorry. Yeah. No. Done with the <laughs> this show. week. Mine uh, is related to our midlife crisis episode because huh. there was some new research oh, that came out looking at people who were over fifty years old and asked them to recall what the best years of their life were. And I'm curious mm. what you think it would be. And keep in mind, the, this study was in Europe. It was through like 13 years. So they're 50 years old going back? Anywhere older than 50. Mm. And, they're, and they're saying <gasps> oh what years of their life were sort of their most fun that they had the best like feelings towards. 38, like when you have a kid and you have the new love of a kid. So the age they chose was 30 to 34. Oh, that's where we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which isn't that exciting for me, who's like, <laughs> these are the worst years of my life for sure. <laughs> um, but I did see oh some interesting God. analysis about this because oh apparently in the U.S. it's actually very different. Like this study didn't talk about it, but I saw other people being like, in the U.S. it's like opposite. And in a lot of opposite. ways. Opposite. What's the opposite? Not of opposite, but in the U.S. 
the conjecture is that because um, the cost of kids is so expensive and there's not a lot of like social programs mm-hmm. to support, not let alone having a baby cost you like yeah. $10,000 in America. America, you're busted. The <laughs> ages with which you're most likely to have kids are actually some of the hardest. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but I was also thinking like if you're older than 50, you're just, you faced a different set of economic circumstances. Wait, like but right is the now 30, sorry, the 30 to 34, is it kind of what I said where that's when they're having kids? Or you don't, they it never was say that. Not, yeah, because it's mm. like surveys and everyone has different answers. Gotcha. It was just sorry. the okay. majority. Sorry, majority is maybe the wrong word because it's not like more than 50%. It, yeah. Because there's lots of ages. But the, the biggest number, the plurality, if that's what you would call it, of wow. people who like was chose it was 30 to 34. And I was just like, okay, I'm more depressed now <laughs> than before. <laughs> well, if you listen to our midlife crisis episode, <laughs> it's so interesting. And Mitch also comes clean about the fact that he's in a current crisis and, and so also, this is 50 plus and i'm like what's to say they're not about to have the best years you, of their life doesn't that seem early to ask someone at 50 if no yeah like, what if yeah. it's 55 but they're wise <laughs> they've got such a fast life to that we could learn from yeah and i was thinking like you know 40 is the new 30 because also a lot of people <laughs> now can't afford homes and kids at 30 yeah. whereas 20 years ago it was a lot easier yeah they're like that. oh go to university so and I graduate been, and like get a job in whatever field yeah. i just studied so i'm just hoping 40 to 44 is actually when i'll pop <laughs> yeah no okay mitch you don't like this is the thing about any science study it's not like this is a saying, death sentence yes like you know what i mean you you're a unique amazing person who's Peaks and valleys yeah, are going to be outlier. different I'm than the these European I'm people. The outlier. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. I feel so bad because I'm like, I'm really happy right now. <laughs> but I'm like, and I'm like 30, 34. No, I think I'm getting happier. Like, Good. I think as I, yeah, I think I'm getting happier. That is like the best <laughs> news I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't know. I can't say. It just could just be this week though. So yeah. like, hold on to your butt. I'm like, yeah, he's actually drunk. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm no. completely sober right now. Yeah. It is Friday. Um, True. Shall we get into the yeah. A little oh. break and then episode. So interesting. Let's do. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are obsessed with BetterHelp because we are obsessed with therapy. We are constantly, I know, bringing it up on this podcast, bringing it up in our lives, every conversation with my friends. I'm like, well, you know, in therapy, I learned this. Ding! So today, we want to talk about BetterHelp because BetterHelp will assess your personal needs and match you with a licensed professional therapist that you can start communicating with in under 48 hours. The counseling is done online. It's secure. It's available available worldwide across the dang globe. And you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. You don't have to worry about lines or commuting or when sitting in the waiting room or like having to wear a mask in the waiting room, for example. But you can log on to your computer or your phone or account anytime, anywhere, and send a message to your counselor and get timely and thoughtful responses. It just makes therapy easier, essentially. BetterHelp lets you change counselors at any time, so you'll always get a great therapeutic match, and it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling with financial aid available. Head to betterhelp.com slash side note to get 10% off your first month. This also helps our show by doing this and showing that, you know, you listen to us and like you want to join therapy. <laughs> and you can join over a million people who have taken charge charge of their mental health with the help of experienced professionals. Again, that's better com slash side note for 10% off your first month. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. Self-control. Okay, I need to say off <laughs> oh the God, top in sync. <laughs> what it is. 
because we had a debate about this yesterday before, and then we're like, we can't talk about it. I guess for the podcast, but okay. Self-control is the ability to regulate one's emotions, thoughts, and behavior in the face of temptations and impulses. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause we were sort of debating. Yeah, what were we debating again? <laughs> okay. Yeah. We had some drinks um, <laughs> and we made ourselves. We stop. were black. I'm just kidding. No, we were debating in my view. I'll say what I thought it was and what I think you were saying. <laughs> and we can then revisit the definition. But to me, self-control was like having to stop yourself from doing something you might otherwise not want to, but like your impulses are making you. Whereas you were also having an interesting perspective on when you don't have something to do, like having, to me, it was motivation. You were like, I finished all my work and I didn't have the self-control to like do more stuff because I had gotten through uh, everything. Yeah. And then I was kind of like, I, that is still a form of self-control. But to me, I was like, I think that's discipline and motivation. Okay, this is so more like the chips are in front of you. Will you interesting. eat them? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Then I'm, okay, we're just getting into it because I need to explain this because I'm like, this, this was honestly so fascinating to me and I'm like, obsessed with it and I want to figure out how to make a video but it's like what self-control it's just like boring like in a concept <laughs> like a sexy title yeah it's like I hope you're listening to this <laughs> no one's listening okay but self-control is essential to goal-directed behavior which is like the type of behavior um that leads in our human lives to a lot of like physical health mental health health it says ethical decision making and successful relationships so it's like goal they kept talking about goal-directed behavior in a lot of the studies I read and like goal-oriented um, behaviors. And it's like, those are the things that in human abstract life, which is so weird, we're mammals that get a lot of benefit evolutionarily out of like being able to work really hard towards like a bigger thing now. Yeah, that is interesting. And thinking generally, this is not to say other animals don't have self-control because I know there are studies that show animals can delay gratification yeah. if they know they can get something better. Dogs, rats, <laughs> and non-rabbit humans. But in general, it's, it is more like if we put food in front of Ernie, he'll just eat it yeah. because there's no like at least rationalizing or communicating that if yeah. you waited, you might get more. Yeah, and, and they would eat themselves sick maybe you know what i mean like yeah. yeah like i like i don't know but i like that's my assumption of dogs the way that i read it because a lot of studies would reference to these dog rat and non-human primate studies was that they're able to just say that they have self-control within their like evolution in genes but mm -hmm. it's like really complicated because they're animals they don't mm -hmm. really know how to explain it yeah, it's not like cognitive necessarily yeah Okay, I'm just like, I don't know. You can start talking about whatever you did, but I'm just like, I could keep going. Like, I no, love you, you these can talk studies. About yours first. Mine's like a little more specific to technology and gaming. But technology is like, that is where I feel hardest most part. of my. I think in general, I see myself as someone who has self control, but then in modern day, I'm like, I can't, like, my technology and devices destroy my self control. And don't you feel like now more than ever, the topic of self-control and the thought of it is like as mammalian humans and like homo sapiens, we have been bombarded with it. And ever since technology started, because before that, I think so much self-control is linked to our phone, Instagram, social media, all these things that are like hitting our reward systems, hitting the physical part of our brain that is related to all of this. That I'm like, I don't feel like humans have ever had to go through what we're going through with yeah, trying I feel like to manage self-control. Yeah, I not to this degree. Like, I would, yeah, I totally agree. I would think before this, self-control would be mostly about, like, food, addictions. Also, like you said, like, goal-oriented things. So if you wanted something, you need to have that self-control in order to decide, you know what? I am going to work hard tonight, even though it's not as gratifying right now mm -hmm. and not do the watching TV or even before TV, like not just or playing TikTok. around. Now it's like no, what I mean, I'm thinking super... of like the past, what it would oh, have been. Oh yeah. Would be yeah. just like quote unquote wasting time. In some well, way. you know what? Let's go to like the seventies or eighties. It is watching <laughs> TV and know what? Watching TV is like a meditative book at this point. Cause our brains are on TikTok <laughs> I know, I and Instagram reels. So it's like when I sit down and watch a movie, I literally finish it. And I'm like, it's, I feel the way I felt when I finished a big novel. So I'm like, that, that was a gorgeous movie that changed my perspective. Cause I just read a fucking novel an hour and a half. <laughs> One thing. You're kidding. Do you think, okay, that is such an interesting conversation. That's a bit of a side note here is, is that like, is reading inherently more valuable than a movie? And you know, cause I'm asking in the about self-control almost kind well, of, well, I'm asking in the yes. sense of like through time, you know, it was like when, um, 
I don't know, like when theater turned into the first like movies or radio, people would have been like, oh, that is like not a real form of like really engaging and like being there and feeling it. And every, every, every time we like move into a new era of entertainment and technology, I feel like people kind of look at the new stuff as though it's like bad. And now people, I honestly believe people think like an hour and a half HBO documentary is like good for okay, you and that this, uh, internet is bad this is so interesting but previously like, it would have been like no all tv yeah tv is bad literature is yeah good. Li- exactly. but you could lose yourself in literature as well yeah i grew up being like tv is bad and now i'm like i bet my parents <laughs> would be like please watch tv and stop scrolling tiktok <laughs> yeah. if they saw me like as a kid they'd be like get off that i don't care what you watch Just like watch like, a documentary, watch a documentary <laughs> like literally so I feel this is so interesting because I almost feel like we're like connecting the dots and could literally make a clickbait title out of self-control <laughs> where it's like, I don't know the exact title, but like people with higher self-control they found have happier, healthier and wealthier adolescent and adult lives. So they have found that this is a pattern in like a meta-analysis of tons of research. So I'm like, okay, okay, people are happier when they have better self-control. Let's just like, okay, like that's okay. kind of proven. Sure. It's like if every year the things are evolving and becoming more quick and technology is taking over and we're getting TikTok instead of movies, technically what is, we're all having less and less self-control and therefore it could arguably be like we are more sad based on these studies. Because we have yeah. less self-control now because we're in the face of this new way of... And it really is an arms race. And and it's self- of Because I, I still think, like, books are trying to... They're not specifically trying to manipulate your self-control. But if a book is good at making you want to read it, it is successful in manipulating your self-control. But now we have literally algorithms and technicians working to create apps that like lean into that, your impulses yeah. and destroy your self-control that literally hijack your brain but and humans have had to get better and better at or maybe we hit a threshold where no, it's we like we actually like everyone's cannot. like we're sad like everyone <laughs> you're literally saying like i'm sad everyone's like we're all more sad <laughs> because and this studies are saying it because we don't have the self-control that we used to because we can't <clears throat> also what is so weird from an evolutionary perspective is like we want sex and food let's just use two instead of like going through all of them we humans need to have sex to procreate and we need food to survive. So those are impulses in our brain that are hardwired to our reward circuitry. This is has to do with porn. It's like the ventral striatum. I've been like learning a lot about it because that video that's all linked to those things. And it's very like in the moment and like mm-hmm. what you want. So that's like that quote unquote primal thing that we all have. Like yeah. we're humans, but based on life now, they are seeing that people are happier when they can spend more time on goal-oriented things. And that usually comes with what they were saying is like more money, happiness, wealth, all these things. So they're like, no longer is it beneficial for us to be in the moment. It's like grabbing the food when we need it. We now have built this type of society that psychologists are like long-term they kept saying goal oriented, whatever, but like, you know, those goals that are like pie in the sky that are hard working towards those will always make you happier. And therefore it's like, I know, but isn't that also like, could be sort of sad. Like this is where it wants me to bring and keep, keep going. If you have more like science end of that, but I wanted to bring up what I mentioned at the beginning, because I think as much as you don't focus on self-control, I do think not that you have like an obsession. I'm trying to think of the best way to express this, but you use self-control of your life to accomplish things for sure. And I guess like I do as well. A lot of people who are achievers do this, but you dislike doing nothing. Right. Is that fair? Um, you just yeah. like, like, just yeah. like, or no, of... no, no. I think dislikes the wrong word. I get really anxious. Yeah. And so I as a result, that. I feel like you use your self-control to like not manipulate, but create your environment so that it's like fulfilling you. But I feel like I but don't have self-control. I get, no, I think you do. Like, I think you're extremely motivated and good at controlling yourself. But like, it's cause like, you... no, but I literally, I'm like that phone, like I was saying, I'm like, I have to physically the throw phone, the phone away. Yeah. Like I don't have self-control. If I the phone's there's... in front of me, you do. I don't with it's in front of me either. Okay. I, no, not I... phone, but like you're, I've seen you be so good at self-control with food. I think I've gotten better. No, but... Life, but... So what I would argue is that it's just different for everyone. Like everyone mm-hmm. has their weaknesses. Yeah. So there's a really famous experiment with the marshmallows. You know that where you yeah, put it in yeah. front of a kid and, and the creator or, um, 
like the scientist who created that hates that it's been taken so out of context they like don't believe because at the time they thought oh if your kid could wait for another marshmallow they would be more successful happier richer mm. when they're older mm -hmm. and now they realize like there's so many elements even the creator of it it's like it was related to affluence they realized if they gave them cookies the results would be so different because some mm. kids like cookies more and some kids yeah, don't yeah. like marshmallows like everyone True. has i don't like marshmallows i'm like yeah. i don't want that for me i'm I'll like it's literally foot. chips like i literally yeah. cannot not eat chips if they're in front of me maybe like miss vicky son <laughs> that is me it's like we're going to a friend's tonight and i'm like there's gonna be chips and i'm already scared i'm like i'm trying not to eat chips anymore i'm <laughs> <laughs> um, not joking so i think it is just like maybe easier to see someone else and think they have self-control yeah. especially when you're like this is the thing and i think I we're all control. suffering with it so we're all so internally aware of our self-control issues right now that like i think i have it worse than you because everyone probably thinks that they have they have it worse than everyone else because it's psycho what we're going through it i think psycho. i think it's really a self-control like issue we're all dealing Era. with because of technology like I'm, I'm like, what do we call this video? Like, there's just like, I'm just like, if I was writing like some fucking essay, the era right now, of self control. The era of self control. <laughs> it sounds so creepy and like. No, you're right. I, I think about it a lot with phones and technology because it truly is a loss of control for me. Yeah. And I, I think I'm not like so bad with my phone, but when it's near me, and sometimes I get in the hole. Every day, it's kind of how you've talked about porn addiction. It's like people who watch a lot of porn are not necessarily enjoying it any more than people who yeah. are not addicted. When I'm on my phone, I often am like, I'm spending this. too much time. I literally, I'm like, I hate this. I'm going to close this app and then I open it again. Yeah. It's like insane. I'm like, I hate my phone. I'm going to get off my ass and do something kind of fun, like go on a walk and look in nature. And I'll like close Instagram and then I'll just open Instagram and like refresh and be like, oh, a story from Rosie O'Donnell. And like click on it and then just be like, oh, cool. And then I'd be like, actually, I'm going to turn my phone off, close it. And then I'd be like, oh, I'm actually going to open, open Instagram same. again. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, cycle it's crazy. Yeah. And I don't like my brain. It's like I'm on like a treadmill that my brain mm. can't leave. Until I literally throw my fucking phone. Like, I sometimes scream and throw my phone after I've been on TikTok for, like, three hours. The only way I have found personally to deal with this, with phone or anything, is it is out of sight. Like, it mm -hmm. is unfortunate. Because yeah. for a long time, I thought, I, you know, if you just muster the willpower, you Hell can do no. it. But it just takes the <laughs> split second, like, slip or fail yeah. to suck you in and once you're in especially with these but honestly it's the same with the bag of chips it's like as soon as i've eaten <laughs> one lays new it can't just have one was someone recently was like oh there's a girl who can just eat one jennifer <laughs> aniston <laughs> said she, apparently she oh can just i have can one just chip. eat one we're like yeah we know like hollywood celebrities have the most insane <laughs> privileged lives and who's like make millions off of their bodies can be like oh I'll have one so funny. <laughs> but yeah i truly am like Sometimes I do think, oh, I'll just have like one little bite of chip because I just like want that flavor or something. And then I can't stop. Yeah. Oh, hell no. It's compulsive. It's well, like it's popcorn same, where you're like, <sighs> it's the same, but it's like, it's scientific. It's like that is them hijacking through glucose and salt and fat and mm -hmm. oil, like the part of your brain that you're like, holy fuck. And it's the same thing with technology, except it's more sinister because a bunch of dudes in Silicon Valley does actually dudes at late. Delays definitely. In <laughs> yeah. It's dudes, dudes across the board. Like, we're we? like, we're going to take, we're going to literally hijack this freaking humans doping systems with this crazy man of salt and fat and it's exactly what silicon valley did just they made algorithms make a bunch of money that like ruin our brains i can i talk about my study yeah it's pretty interesting because that's interesting yeah so it will come out to be a more broad conversation we can have about self-control but it starts with <laughs> gaming so apparently the the who which i like to call it the who <laughs> Like whenever I read it, I'm like, Greg's like, that's whatever. It would be so funny in the pandemic. He'd be like, the who says we're in trouble. I'm like, the owl? The hoot hoot? Like, what are we talking about? Anyway, they recently included gaming disorders as part of their like, wow. uh, diagnosis for like as, as a real thing. Um, and so the study that I was looking into wanted to understand how uh, self-control issues are linked to compulsive gameplay. Okay. Uh, and like, is it that it's a lack of self-control or is it an issue with something else was the question. Like, do people have addictions to games or is something huh. else going on that's yeah. causing them to play games? So they were looking at like, is it social or family environments that play a role? Can we look at all these factors and see what's causing kids in particular to be addicted to gaming and have compulsive playing? Hmm. Um, 
what else did I write here? Sorry. So it was in Korea because obviously there's like a huge gaming culture in Korea. They looked at like over a thousand or around a thousand boys and girls over a four year period to test them. Um, and basically they found that participants who felt subjected to overprotective parents had and less had less parental communication, had higher levels of academic stress, and as a result had less self-control and would increase hmm. gaming hours. So it was Say the two things. Say so, the two things that blame your parents. It's like overprotective or overindulging over parents and yeah. not very good communication. And huh. also, also, it was academic stress. What's overindulging parents? Like if so I had like a, kid, an, sure a I helicopter know. parent or over-controlling parent. Mm. And then the conversations around this that I read in the discussion as well as online were like, yeah, if you have a parent who's over-controlling and makes all your decisions for you and, and tries to do that like you don't have to control yourself and in some ways a hmm. game may be a an escape from reality obviously if you're stressed but, but yeah, also, you're not, also, also not a chance learning. to have control yeah so like, like play a learn. game where yeah. you literally make all the decisions yourself but it's like you're not learning in life how to make decisions and have self-control if these outside forces are imposing themselves on that's you. so interesting okay my parents <laughs> are like such incredible parents and definitely like in so many ways i i got to learn about control and i appreciate them so much but one thing they never like they did control in my life was like candy and like it was like it was like junk food and candy like like actually you know what we would dummy really healthy yeah well no we would dummy a bag of tostitos hint of lime while we watched rosie o'donnell <laughs> but and, that was relatively new that but my point is that i don't have a big problem i don't have a huge problem with chips i have a problem with halloween candy ass chocolate bars beside Eminem, like <laughs> that kind of shit. It's like, like you'll just eat in the, in so the we Eddie. go to Mitch's house where I guess they just have bowls of this stuff year round. And when I first started going there, I was like literally like farting the worst farts I've ever had felt so sick. Cause I was like, couldn't stop eating their Halloween bowl. And you guys would all be like, what the fuck's wrong with we Greg? Would, like not eat any, but it would but, just be like a hundred wrappers opened by Greg. And we'd be like, aren't you sick? And I'd be like, I, and I would literally be like, I feel so sick. And they'd be like, yeah, maybe you need to stop eating all that. But you know what I mean? I'm just saying like, this is an ex a literal example of that mm -hmm. i didn't really learn about how to control in that candy because i never had yeah, it it was never given candy. to me which i actually really appreciate in so, in so many aspects but now i'm like it's like i genuinely i'm like i don't have self-control around it but so many other things i do because my parents weren't actually so then parents. this is an interesting conversation do teens and us have to go through yeah the awfulness of our phones being so addictive to learn, learn. how to self-control it because wow. you mentioned how you know dogs will eat themselves sick but i was kind of thinking i think the sheltered bench. dogs yeah. would like i think ernie would because we we regiment his food we give him food so he just knows oh, yeah true eat all the food that's a smart ass me. dog would be fine but, well a dog who's experienced getting <laughs> yeah. sick from eating too much would yeah. be like oh like when i eat that much i yeah. barf and don't feel good i bet kids might be better at their phones in the end than we are because we didn't grow up i it. guess the question or is we all make it better it's just so hard because it's designed i know it's like can you be a design that's meant to tap into your okay everyone listening we gotta know what this is a podcast this is fine this is goal oriented this is long <laughs> to keep listening but we gotta get off our fucking phones hot take Guys, Hot we gotta take. get off our fucking phones. Well, we gotta get off Instagram. <laughs> Every time I talk to anyone on Instagram, they look me in the eyes deeply and they go, I hate it. I hate <laughs> it so much. And I'm like, I hate it too. And then we're like, we gotta stop. And it's like, that's how I've bonded with truly strangers. Oh Just being God. like, oh, do you like Instagram? Like, if anyone says yes, they're psycho. Like, no one <laughs> likes it. But we're all on it. I bet that if we ask any of our friends if you like Instagram, no's across the no. board. That's crazy. I mean, the irony is that we're like projecting this podcast into the ether of the internet and of. I just said a podcast <laughs> is a long or it's the novel of oh, now. Oh, I see what you're This is old time this, radio. This Keep doesn't listening. count. This, this is doesn't deep. count. This is you're learning science. Yes. <laughs> um, one other thing that I had found uh, just broadly was the relationship of sleep to self-control. Mm -hmm. And so there's like so many studies on kids and adults. They did a whole thing on kids in grade four, five, and six and, that were allowed to nap and showed they have like way fewer behavioral problems, higher happiness, mm. and better self-control. And there's so many studies on adults linking not only sleep amount, so like the number of hours you get, but sleep quality to hmm. self-control abilities. Yeah. And I think I can totally feel that myself. On the days where I am like more tired, haven't had a good sleep, I cave into so many other things. And yeah. I think that's even linked to like bad eating habits. Like I will eat so much worse if I'm just like yeah. less well slept. Okay. 
That is leading to something that I have to say that is like, this is the craziest thing I ever read about self-control. I'm, okay. about to, I'm about to explain. <laughs> and it made me be, it changed everything for me. And it made me be like, okay, everyone listening. Mark the day. Mark the, the day, day. Everything changed. But it, <laughs> no, literally. But I'm like, what does this mean? Is I'm going to explain it to you. But like, is this knowledge <laughs> is power? the question first. No, this is what you're going to think about what I say. Is this knowledge is power and that's going to help me? Okay. Or is this just really intense and kind of depressing? Or like, uh, are we doomed to fail? Okay. Okay. Is this going to help us or fail? Okay. So kind of like, okay, yeah. This is, it's honestly, I was like, I could not, I was obsessed. So do I want to hear this? Maybe this is something yes. I don't want to hear. I think so. We have to decide. Because it's kind of like, you know, when you wish you had the placebo yeah. effect, but you know the placebo effect exists. I think it's going to help everyone. I think it's awareness. And if it's gonna you help. are about to screw me and every listener over no, no, no. Okay, 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 that okay. we don't need to hear and it will make our lives worse. <laughs> it might have Careful, been. Careful, Gregory. Okay. <laughs> So this stradial reward system is called the frontal stradial circuit part of the brain. Dopamine, okay. think dopamine, okay? Uh -huh. This is the part of the brain that we're talking about with self-control. And so it gets activated when you want food, sex, money, drugs, and other stimuli like that, like likes on Instagram. It's yeah. stimulated by those things. That we've already, we've gone, yeah, and we've gone over why because of like evolution, we got it, sex, food. Money is like more abstract, but that's capitalism. Right. So what they found was that using self-control, whenever you're using self-control, is similar cognitively and taxing to the brain as stress. They oh, were like, oh my God, cord like the way that the cortisol goes, the way that the brain looks, when you're having to use self-control, it feels, it's not, sorry, it's, it's like neurologically not the same, similar though to stress. Okay. Yeah. They were like, okay, what the fuck? Like, that seems really weird. Yeah. And so they even noticed that when you are actively having to use self-control, you actually process way higher levels of glucose in the body. And they're like, it takes Like more effort. energy? Yes. It's like this literally takes... I mean, that makes sense. Isn't that... Isn't that... Okay, this, so it like takes literally effort. Like <laughs> yes. It's like... So think about that. Like, it takes energy. It's like literal energy. It requires yes. you to... And now I'm like... I think that might help when I'm on my phone. Now I'm getting positive about this. Anyways, because this is the <laughs> weird part. They found that... Gotta go get a little chocolate bar when you're stuck <laughs> on your phone. <laughs> they say that when you do something that is goal-oriented, that makes us happier, that takes a lot more time, it actually then requires a lot of self-control and taxes your brain. And you're more likely, after having used self-control, to then go to a dinner, this is what they did in the study, and choose the burger and fries over a salad because you're literally tired. Because you don't have the, the energy. same energy this, to yeah. continue the self-control. So like they found that what would happen? Say all day you're just on your fucking right. phone, you're doing nothing, and I'm like everyone I think can relate to this. You go out for dinner, you go, oh fuck, I just did nothing all day. I'm gonna have the salad. Do you think? So I'm just saying, like play. This is the <laughs> scenario. This is the scenario of the study, and it made me think. Other people who've maybe worked really hard, like when you study for an exam, yeah. all of a sudden you use this mental energy, and you go, no, what? Well, maybe I you deserve burn more calories. Yeah, yeah, no, true. <laughs> but I'm like, it's it's just like an interesting thing where like self control, ha like okay, no, this is where I was like, is this just depressing? But self control isn't finite. It's like a flux thing we're always gonna right. have. It requires mm -hmm. energy, and I think this might be educational and helpful to be like, yeah, okay, I have to do something that requires a lot of self control. I'm gonna be exhausted for that. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna be able to hold this out. So maybe I will get a burger and fried dinner or I don't know. Yeah. Just like being aware that your brain is like, yes, it's like an energy thing you have to work on. I believe, I don't know if this is the same thing or just linked, you know, there's something called like decision fatigue. You can only really make so many decisions in a day. And there's like a threshold huh, yeah. of having, honestly, that's where I would say, actually, maybe your phone, not that you're making decisions, but you're processing oh God, so you much information. It's tiring like, you out. TikTok is every 10 seconds, some new fact some new video some new perspective some new dance yeah. that i wouldn't be surprised if an element of that even though it's passive is like exhausting or stimulating yeah oh my god and then maybe you would feel and i know it's mm. not making decisions other than swiping but it's literally just bringing it back to how fucking bad our phones are because it's literally like you're right and that's why we're exhausted and eating fucking burgers at dinner too because we're tired because yeah. we made a thousand decisions on our stupid phone that we didn't even know we were making all day it just feels like living oh in the <laughs> modern world is just having to fight against all of our natural instincts as in like we've taken advantage of our cognitive abilities but that comes at such a cost and now we just have to deal with like the stress of life in a way that 
No. How do I express but, this? No, like, I know what you're saying. I know it's fucking annoying. I think we don't have to just accept it like that. It's literally corporations and capitalism. Welcome to Side Note. We're back here. It is. Because it's like the only like reason. Say, welcome to Side, side Note. We're back to blaming corporations and capitalism. <laughs> That's all I'm ever going to do until I die. But it's back to the hijacking, the manipulation that these corporations do I... to sell things. Whether you're Silicon Valley, whether you're chips and you're junk food, whether you're porn websites. Yeah. You're aware of those things and you're fucking with us. And we literally have to fucking be like, you can't do this anymore. We yeah. have to regulate the fuck out of you because we need I to go back. I don't disagree, but it definitely also is because of the social capabilities of humans to communicate together and use our communication in a way that no other animal on this planet can yeah. I think which leads ultimately to to systems like capitalism or just like you know like we come from tribal groups that are probably like way 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 smaller and now we're connected to just like everyone on the planet it is like i don't know but and yeah but i'm disagreeing that definitely yeah, capitalism's whole goal is to literally capitalize on those businesses yeah. in you. However, I can see that some elements of like capitalist society are not necessarily trying to do that. Like if someone is like loves making soap and selling it, like it's not necessarily because they're trying to capitalize on your ability to be like, obviously there are corporations. No, really I'm not saying this, that there's like soap people aren't so sick. I'm just saying like, like when we think about the, make things but the are, people who are winning capitalism right now, it's oil companies, it's tech companies. It's yeah, they know companies. there's a relation to addiction. Yeah, and it's all those. Kind of, I'm not talking about like a desire, but local. that's it's like it's even beyond individual human needs. It's like become this societal yeah. bubble where like we're so trapped in it. And I guess what I was trying to say is like because even even like Buddhism is trying to acknowledge that we have these amazing capacity for our brains to to think and socialize and communicate and achieve goals in a way that like no other species that we know of can do because we can think to the future. But there's like a trade off and that is we can think about the future and we can think about <laughs> the past and we can be depressed. Yeah. And like there are these trade offs and it feels similar with this like self-control. It's like we have the ability to do so many things, but be like uh, now we need to fight our urges to fall back into our sort of animal brain of like wanting chips, wanting the clicks, wanting the likes. It's yeah. like we can enjoy the things, but we have to fight the parts of us that are like, I don't know. It's self-control. Rudimentary. Yeah. But it's literally self-control. You're just like, literally yeah. you brought it right back to that moment where it's like, we need to learn to have practice self-control. Yeah. Literally, that's so interesting. Like that's in the end of what so you were saying. How do we do that? I think it's about awareness. I think it's about being like this is why I thought it was so interesting to read about. We should make a video. We need to be aware of what's happening. We need to figure out the best things that we can do for ourselves using science, using psychology, even just experimenting with your own brains. It's complicated. And we need to like do our best. And finally, there is a way that you can blame your genes because they have found. <laughs> he pulls up in another no, study. No, <laughs> I'm just like obsessed with this because you know I'm obsessed with um, <clears throat> genome wide association studies ever since I became obsessed with that scientist. Yeah. So it's like using genome wide association studies and twin studies, they found out that self control is genetic. Hmm. And yeah. like, way, like when they looked at monozygotic twins and dizygotic twins, the monozygotic twins like really shared their either really amazing or inability to have self-control huh. and like and it was like really interesting and they do think it's genetic mm. so like also that's another important part of awareness that if you are really struggling to have more empathy with yourself to be like okay there's a chance look at your family look at your siblings mm. well actually yeah. more look at your parents and like try and figure out what the best thing for you is because it's not necessarily your fault either yeah it's so hard it is like of course there's it's both environmental and genetic it has to be right because your environment. Yeah, well, that's everything, kind of in many ways, except for like my eye color. You to be addicted. Yeah, um, and like we live in a society that there's just so much, so much. So yeah, that was interesting. Do. You said over, like bearing parents, and what was the other thing? It was like Remember? stress and stress. Yeah, oh, it, like academic stress and, uh, like ha in this case because they were kids, it was like parents who were overbearing, basically making decisions for them. Hmm, yeah, that's interesting, but. I'm trying to think of like what it's just so hard. It's so hard to fight against those impulses and have to do it every day. Like you said, it's a finite amount you have every day. And if every single day you have to wake up and exert self-control, 
I have two thoughts. This is the first one. That's kind of sucks, right? To me, the only way I can see it working is removal, right? Because then you don't have to, if, if I don't have chips in the house, if I don't have <laughs> access to my phone, I don't have to exert self-control. Yeah. Because it actually is like, so much more effort. And and I think we've talked about on the podcast, maybe not, maybe it was a video smoking, how it's like making cigarettes less accessible actually is the most effective thing. Having to make somebody leave a building, go outside and walk 20 meters away from a building is more effective than even showing mouths full of cancer yeah. on packages <laughs> because it's inconvenient and it makes that urge yeah. You have to do so much. So more then, to that's a really smart it. thing. Then you just have to figure out how to design physically your life. Like, not put your phone in your bedroom is like clearly like a new grassroots movement. <laughs> <laughs> My God, I hate you. And like, <laughs> and no, I'm not kidding. And like, you know, like <laughs> finding time, like in your day, to actively, you know, physically get rid of these temptations is really smart. It's really tangible. Yes. And there's many reasons why. So but like the there's other, something you could the do. The other thing I wanted to come back to quickly was you were talking a lot about like this goal orientation. And I just want to talk out loud. I don't, I don't have a formed opinion on this, but there's part of me that's like, that is sort of sad. It's like, why should we have to be goal oriented to be happy? Sorry, the goal oriented, the reason I kept saying it like that was you know when you read academic studies and they use like four sentences to explain a word mm -hmm. or like a concept that yeah. they're then going to repeat? Yeah. Goal-oriented was like a concept explained through like a bunch of different scenarios mm -hmm. that one of them was things that take literally a long time to do. Mm -hmm. And that when neurologically that is like they've talked about flow state like that is also that's what makes humans happy yeah i know so it just like that's what they that were that does make that's sense like to a, me. and yeah. i know there's been a lot of studies that even show it's like when they get people to measure their happiness through a day they're like this is an old enough study that they use beepers on them and they beep them every hour or three hours or whatever and they say like how happy were you and they find out what they were doing at that time it's almost always they feel the happiest and most satisfied when they were doing work yeah not, like not necessarily their like, work and not but, but like work they, things that like people energy. would always afterwards say what would you prefer to do watch tv i'd prefer yeah. to do something low stakes but they always feel the most fulfilled in the times when they're actually in the midst of doing it, something it links to that part of your brain like the dopamine part is the part about wanting it's not the part about enjoying so you're constantly when you're doing self-control dealing with that thing which is just the the part of you that's wanting that the enjoying the work mm -hmm. is like you're enjoying the thing in the moment and what you're having to deal with and fight against are all those like impulsive behaviors of want because the thing you right. actually like to do isn't the thing you want to do yeah and that's like neurologically important to know so hard yeah, yeah uh, it, is. it is like it is so challenging you really have to set up your life it's so easy to fail i think especially with everything around. <sighs> yeah and you will always fail because that's the way the world built like, yeah obviously like there's fail. nothing wrong with failing and yeah. having days when you're just like on your phone or days when you're watching movies or whatever but even even like for myself as an example like i there are times when i specifically i'm like i'm gonna try really hard to succeed and yeah. and can still fail and yeah. that's oh really God, frustrating yeah. it's the worst feeling. you know yeah because you're like damn like i really yeah. didn't do what i yeah. want or i thought i, I wanted know. to do and i don't know exactly how to come over that barrier that's when i think it actually switches from self-control to self-discipline. Self-control to me is the stopping of the stuff you don't want. Okay. And discipline is like the getting of things that you mm, hope to have yeah. in the future. Ooh, and cool. maybe it is like creating systems. But again, that's where I get, I go back and forth because I'm like, why should we have to do that? Like, can't it'll make you happier. Be, I know, but why should we like, can't we just be happy without that? <laughs> No, that's so funny. Know. I'm like, that could just be a law of nature in humans. It's a Maybe, good thing but to like, accept. Every other animal is happy without that. You don't know that. You never had the sentient concept of being another animal. I'm just saying, like, certainly our dog's happy without planning for the future. But <laughs> he doesn't need to, like, write a symphony to no, be happy. I know, but you shouldn't even think about dogs, right? Like, we're so I'm saying different. Other animals. I'm saying every other animal. Like, humans have but to do But we don't know this. enough about them to know that. 
I think I know he's pretty happy. Mitch knows his dog. Well, yeah, I'm saying it's also really fucked. We designed and bred these fucked up creatures. I think other animals, you're right. No, just, we don't. Birds are so complicated. And I guess they're just busy. They're we don't even know how they migrate. They're building their, their nests. They're, they're always working. They're, working. <laughs> they're migrating right now to Mexico with wings, hon. I'm pretty sure that takes work. They're, yeah, they're just busy. No, oh. or they're working. And maybe that's the law of life <laughs> on this earth. Oh my God. They're just like nine to five. Gotta start <laughs> no, playing. but not capitalism ass working. It's like fucking going and learning new shit about the world and earth around you. Yeah. But would you work. rather? Yeah. I would rather fucking do that. Than, no. Would you rather uh, <laughs> have to survive day to day just getting the basic necessities to live? No, I never said that because we're humans. That's what the, that's what. Well, you know what? Yeah. Maybe I would. That's what capitalism gives us. It gives us the ability not to Maybe have to. I'm not going to lie. Maybe I would die because I'd get beheaded by a bigger man. <laughs> in what? that In the context of being a hunter-gatherer, maybe I'd lose a fight and literally die or something, and that's so sad. No, but in that fight, that. I might be happier. I'm saying yeah. I might be happier that whole life. If I was hunter-gatherer, I don't know. I might be happier. That's true. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. Happier. Is like I might be like, holy fuck! Oh, I love my life, and be like, <laughs> I have so much intimacy with my close friends because I'd be like, we're about to fucking <laughs> die. Okay. <laughs> okay, whatever you say. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, that was good. Thanks for listening. I've been so excited about this. I've been grabbing my dinky the whole time. Like, I'm in like, right, I've been literally like, I'm obsessed with self control. Well, clearly not. You cannot squeeze your dinky. I'm always like, oh, I don't kind of to pee. <laughs> Actually, I kind of do. That's okay. probably why. <laughs> That's why you're doing that. Okay. Thank you for listening. Greg, go pee. We'll I'm going to go pee. See next, next week. week. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.